Hello, and welcome back to the Illinois Realtors Podcast. This week, we have a very special episode for you. Our Director of Marketing, Stephanie Sievers, recently sat down with Dr. Jeffrey J.D. Hewings to discuss the six-month 2021 quarter three and four forecast for the Illinois housing market. In the second half of the interview, Dr. Hewings also introduces us to Dr. Dan McMillan, who will be taking over the leadership of the forecasting team. With all that on the docket, let's not waste any more time. Stephanie, take it away. I'm Stephanie Sievers, and for the last 10 years, I've been working with Dr. Jeffrey Hewings to provide our members and the public information on Illinois housing stats. The first half of the 2021 housing market has been like unlike any other. We recently sat down with Dr. Hewings to talk about what's happening in the Illinois housing market now and get an idea of what to expect through the end of the year. He'll also share information about changes to the forecasting team and introduce you to Dr. Dan McMillan, who will be taking over next month. Welcome, Dr. Hewings and Dr. McMillan. With everyone watching trend for trends in the housing market, you created a six-month forecast looking through the end of the year. What can we expect in terms of home sales and prices? We have been looking at uh, the next six months to see what is likely to change and what is likely to stay the same. And essentially, our analysis reveals that the continuation of the current trends is probably the most likely outcome with the exception that we'll see the usual end of the year decline in sales volume. This happens almost every year. And price changes will probably mute a little. They will still be positive, but they will not be as large as they have been in the early and mid parts of uh, 2021. Is the market cooling? And what is happening in terms of consumer sentiment about the market? The market has, I think, remained relatively hot, to use the, the current term. And consumers seem to be uh, remaining positive. But what we've noticed is that uh, the, the media tend to jump on a single month. And if they see something going down a little, you know, is this a doom and gloom indication that uh, things are going uh, to decline rapidly? But I think the, the most interesting part of the market right now is this enormous gap between consumers who are interested in buying and consumers who are interested in selling. And there's a gap of around 14 percentage points with those who want to sell feeling much, much more optimistic about the market than those uh, who want, to, uh, who want to, uh, to buy. And on the other hand, when we look at the non-housing part of the market, we've seen in the last month a slight decrease in consumer retail spending but this probably reflects the fact there was an upsurge and that is likely unlikely to be uh, maintained. And consumers are going back and behaving, if you like, whatever we call it, as more normally. And uh, the only difficulties that they are uh, noticing is that there are huge um, inventory problems uh, for things like consumer appliances. And we've been reading a great deal about the problems with chip availability uh, for new car production. But apart from that, I think I think the market is, is reasonably stable at this time. Monthly sales totals can fluctuate. What should we take away from a one-month decline? I would be very uh, hesitant to extract any long-term trend from a month-to-month change. And if it is, it's a very small change. A 1% decline is, is not, not dramatic. If that continues for the next two or three months, then I think uh, we, we might begin to, to talk about a market that is, is beginning to cool. 
But I think we, we have to be very cautious because, as you know, uh, when the data are recorded, sometimes there's a lot of activity towards the end of one month that sort of dampens the activity uh, for the following month. And so looking at longer term, I think, is much more um, uh, important than looking at a month to month change. How does the 2021 market compare to 2020? The market in, uh, in, in 2020 was, was probably the most crazy of, of the 14 years that I've been looking at this in the sense that we had this enormous downturn in March and April, and then it just went off and, and grew at, a, at an enormous rate. The one major difference is that the uh, inventory was much higher in 2020 than it has been. And what we've seen is a continuation of price increases, a continuation of increases in sales, but a significant decrease in the inventory levels. And, and I think this is uh, probably one of the, the major concerns in the market right now. So that if, if sales begin to decline, it may not be an indication that people are snuffing about their attitudes towards the market, but they've just become a little frustrated that they can find properties that they want to buy. The, the amount of variety available is, is not very high. And I think this is, this is a real concern. One of the things that I, I think is interesting about this, this market is that with low interest rates, you would expect a lot of demand. Um, and that is certainly being the case. But a lot of that demand is coming from people who are refinancing. And over 50% of mortgages that were issued last month were refis. Uh, the other aspect of this is the sort of interesting that's sort of accelerating the demand is the fact that um, Fannie Mae has now announced that in any underwriting decisions in the future, they're going to take into account uh, uh, an applicant's rental history. And if they've had a very good history, that will result in them getting uh, much higher ratings. So this is uh, a real incentive to attract uh, more people and particularly rentals into a market, which is already suffering from very, very tight inventory. Available inventory has steadily declined over the last few years. What's causing that decline? And when can we expect inventory to improve? I think there's, there's no one one reason, but I, I think probably um, the most uh, dramatic thing that has happened here is in contrast to when we came out of the 2008-2011 recession, we had as much as 18 months of inventory on the market in any, any one given month. And that took a number of years to remove. But we were already beginning to see tight inventory at the start of 2020. And, and so this has been a continuation of the trend where the inventory rates over the last year have declined anywhere from 30 to 50 percent from already low levels to even lower levels. And so I don't think there's any expectation that uh, this is going to change very much over the next um, six months because uh, the supply of new houses is dampened. Um, we have a lot of people who become risk averse and they don't want to uh, enter the market right now. And even more importantly, I think we have a lot of people who are looking at the market. They want to maybe upgrade the house. They want to move to a larger house or to a different location. And they just don't find the variety of properties um, that they want to uh, to move to, so they're staying put. And so all of these things are dampening the supply side, but the demand side is continuing to uh, to grow in terms of demand. And so this is putting that tension, 
which is probably largely responsible for the uptick in prices. Available inventory has fallen as low as a 1.7 month supply statewide. What's considered a healthy supply? That's a question that I, I really have not thought about as, as I say, oh, if we get to this level, it's healthy. But when I look back at the, the last um, several years, it seemed to me that somewhere between three and six months seems to be a sort of a comfortable level. But the problem is that you, you've got different um, availabilities, even during those times, in terms of price points. So um, one of the things that we're noticing right now is uh, for properties over $700,000 in Chicago, you've got an, uh, an inventory which is four or five months in, in length, whereas the overall inventory for Chicago is 1.7 months. And then when you look at the lowest priced houses, you have inventories of 1.1 months. And all of those rates are about half what they were uh, this time last year. Is the market seeing different trends at different price points? Not really. I think the uh, when we look at, at the price points, I think the the, the inventory problem is is pretty similar. It's you know one point two to three point four, which is not a humongous range, except for the highest price where they are uh, around four four months. But uh, these 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 inventory levels, I think, reflect a couple of. Um, a real concerns that the price escalation has essentially removed a lot of properties from the lowest level. And so that you've got two problems. One is the supply has shrunk uh, because people are not putting their properties on the market, but the values of those properties has increased so that the house that was 180,000 is now 220,000. And this is um, really going to uh, uh, dampen, I think, the ability of a lot of first-time buyers to enter the market, because even with low um, uh, interest rates, uh, they may not be able to qualify even for one of the lowest-priced uh, houses. So that that makes it very, very difficult for new people uh, to enter the market. It's good news for people who want to sell their properties because they're getting much more uh, than they anticipated. On the other hand, for new entrants to the market, it is dampening their ability to uh, to affect a transaction. With forbearance agreements and eviction moratoriums coming to an end, what could that mean for the Illinois foreclosure activity? Is there a backlog of foreclosure cases that could impact the market? And how might that compare to previous foreclosure spikes in years past? We've been monitoring the foreclosure activity and in the last six or seven months, the inventory has begun to, to rise again, but it's way below the levels that we saw at the end of the uh, the Great Recession. And certainly, given the legal procedures involved in Illinois, uh, even increases in, in, in foreclosure filings uh, will not result in properties coming to the market, perhaps for several years. I mean, it sometimes takes as long as six years. Um, the other aspect of this is that a lot of people are very concerned about the forbearance uh, requests. And um, uh, last month, the uh, Mortgage Bankers Association announced that uh, they had been declining for the last 19 months. And in um, uh, June, they had dropped below 2 million. And uh, the interesting question here is, what about those that are remaining? Uh, how many of those are going to 
uh, be solved satisfactorily with a renegotiation, perhaps renegotiation of the mortgage length or the mortgage rates, um, or will they end up going into that uh, foreclosure inventory? And that's unknown. We don't have any information about the characteristics of those um, properties that are still currently in for uh, forbearance. But clearly, I think the inventory problem is not going to be solved by an increase in foreclosures, especially in the short run. I, I think it was just when these finally get adjudicated through the legal process and they come to market. And that's very difficult because um, one of the students we had employed uh, uh, made it this a focus of her dissertation. And there was enormous variance in the time, but it seemed that six years was sort of the upper end of the range and four years was something around the median uh, for these activities. But some of them would, would, were adjudicated very quickly. Others uh, took even longer. And so trying to forecast the length of time they go through the legal process is very difficult. And as you know, last year, uh, a lot of legal activity was, was halted because the, the courts were closed. So we, we may have a backlog coming uh, starting through the process, but it's, it's really not going to make a significant uh, difference to the inventory uh, over the next six to nine months. Finally, the University of Illinois forecasting team will be transitioning from its original home at the Champaign-Urbana campus to the Chicago campus under the direction of Dr. Dan McMillan. Dr. McMillan is the head of the Stuart Handler Department of Real Estate at the University of Illinois Chicago Business School. Dr. Hewings, can you talk to us about that transition? First of all, after 14 years of doing this work for you, uh, we wanted to explore an orderly transition to a new team while trying to retain the opportunity for Illinois realtors to work with the University of Illinois. And while it has been my great pleasure to oversee this service, uh, I just want to thank you for your support that has underwritten the research careers of many University of Illinois graduate students, many of whom are now enjoying careers in academia, in the private sector, and the most recent one uh, with the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond. Their access to the housing data has been instrumental to their successes. We are therefore delighted that Professor Dan McMillan has agreed to lead a new team from his base in the real estate department at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Dan is one of the world's leading urban economists. And over his career, he has focused a great deal of his research on the housing market in Chicago. The new team of research assistants is already in place. So let me introduce you to Dan, who would like to say a few words of introduction. Dan? Uh, well, thank you. I want to thank uh, Jeff and, and all of you for the opportunity to do this. Um, yeah, I've been at the University of Illinois since uh, 1999. Um, I'm one of the few people, I think, who spent time back and forth between the two, the, the two main campuses. Um, I spent, uh, let's say, 1999 to two, uh, 2008 in Chicago, and then I was back in um, uh, I went down to Champaign-Urbana until 2018, and then I've been back uh, since 2018 uh, in Chicago, uh, where I got, I got the opportunity to head the new uh, Stuart Handler Department of Real Estate, which was formed at the University of Illinois Chicago. And one of the things that we really wanted to do at the new Department of Real Estate at, at UIC um, is to develop 
uh, a program and a reputation that's based on uh, Chicago area and Illinois uh, research. Um, so I just think this is a wonderful opportunity. Um, what we wanted, what we're going to be doing is having um, a real estate, ma a major in real estate um, that we hope to attract quite a few students from the College of Business. And um, it's going to be a Chicago-focused curriculum. Um, and so this is, I think this is a wonderful opportunity to, um, uh, you know, have this sort of practical experience in monitoring the market um, that will help with our program and uh, hopefully allow us to, um, to help the Illinois Association of Realtors also. Uh, we have five real estate economists in our department. Um, I'm the most Chicago focused of them, but they, but they all have a strong interest in, in um, Chicago area re research. Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to continuing this. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunity. I wanna thank Jeff and everybody for, uh, for allowing us to do this. And uh, I, I look forward to working with you. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the Illinois Realtors on all the major social media platforms. And of course, go in and give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. And of course, if you'd like to know more from the Illinois Realtors, you can go to our website at www.illinoisrealtors.org.